So Kirk Franklin quit the Dove Awards and TBN? We got to talk about it this week on Dropping Sunday. Alright, welcome to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I'm your other host, Andrea. And uh, this is Dropping Sunday. Um, it's a weekly look at a modern Christian pop culture. Um, if you've never heard the show and you have no idea what modern Christian pop culture is, we'll stick around. We can sh- we can tell you. Yeah. We're going to learn you something. <laughs> um, we are not, FYI, we're not trying to get you saved. We're not trying to tick you off. We're just just talking and we just want to give everyone a safe space to talk about what's going on in the world of Christian pop culture. And uh, that's what's happening in our world. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely a show made uh, by Christians for Christians, but you also don't have to believe to belong. So if you're curious about the thoughts and opinions of some regular old Christians, you have found the right place. And uh, you can join the conversation by hitting us up on all the socials, uh, dropping at dropping sunday on all the things is that where we're at that's right at dropping sunday on instagram twitter and facebook that's all we've got right now but you know if there's another social media outlet that we need to be a part of let us know yeah um i'm sure that a new thing is going to come up before we even have a chance to to really look at it so i'm sure yeah yeah absolutely i'm on the snapchat okay but i don't know how to use it okay so i um don't know if i should admit that or not well no it's okay um we downloaded Snapchat, chat, 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 obviously, um, just for the filters. Yes, me too. Okay. Um, but we kind of made a decision. Hey, we probably, as a, as a married person, we, I probably shouldn't have anything on my phone that like disappears. Mm. Yeah. Cause, uh, the missus does like to grab the phone and, and, and look at history and who, who I've, I've gotten several times before. Who's this person? Oh yeah. She's somebody I work with, you know, that right. type of thing. So, right. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. So, well, today we're going to be talking about Kirk Franklin. But before we kind of get into that, Andrea, how's your how's your heart? <laughs> um, why are you laughing about that question? Um, just you know, I mean, it's one of those Christianese terms right. that I love to hear. Check so. your check your heart. Check your heart. How's your heart? Um, yeah, no, my heart's good. I uh, it's been a good week. It's been busy at work, um, and. I feel like I've had something literally every night this week, yeah, which is fine. Um, on a side note, I helped my parents put together a treadmill this week. Okay. <laughs> it really stretched me yeah. as a person, as a daughter, and as a Christian. So I want to let you know you also helped your parents put together a future clothes hanger because that's what treadmills. <laughs> I've never seen one not just to no. hold a bunch of laundry. <laughs> Well, they've been using it this week. Of course, um, this week they will. They yeah, have. Yeah. They've been doing really great. We'll see. We'll see how it continues. But uh, anyway, yeah, my my heart's good. How about you, Seth? What's going on? You know, um, I want to say generally my heart's good, except for the fact that uh, it is no shave November, oh. and um, and people probably don't want to hear me scratch the beard on the air, so I won't go into. Mm-hmm. Don't do but that, um, but it's that itchy part. But. I only do this once a year for the whole men's health thing. And, right. you know, guys out there, please, you know, if October is breast cancer wellness uh, awareness month, November is men's cancer awareness month, all of those things. So men do yourself a favor and get checked out. There's a whole reason that, that I'm doing this. But this year, there's a little bit more gray in the beard. 
than what was there before. Ooh. And uh, even today, uh, I was talking, you know, we were in, driving in the in the car and my, my daughter goes, uh, are you doing No Shave November? I'm like, yeah, well, what month is it? She goes, November. And I go, what does my face look like? And she goes, bad. Oh, kids, oh. man, <laughs> they're, they're just, brutal. Just, just cut to the heart. And I'm like, what, what, how does it look bad? And she goes, you look like a mountain man. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't know that that's a bad thing, but if you think it's bad, I'm, I'm sorry, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, I'm, keep you humble. Don't they? Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I'm also having a good week this week because, um, we got some good feedback from the show last week. Yes, we did. Yeah. Just a lot of people kind of reaching out and, and showing some love. Well, anything that you heard? Um, I, I had a couple of people tell me, um, one, I think he shared this with you as well. Um, Zach, our friend Zach, said that he doesn't listen to podcasts typically, but he loved ours, that it was perfect. I was like, I don't know about perfect, but it was okay. It, it was okay. <laughs> it was our okay. first episode, but I really appreciated that. Well, and shout out to Zach then, for yes, sure. Yes, definitely. I hope he's listening. How about you? What, have, what, have, what did you hear? Well, you know, I heard, uh, I heard somebody say that we sounded like an NPR show, and I didn't know if that was... <laughs> I felt like it was a compliment because that's a lot of production value um, in, in those, those shows. My question is, are we NPR, like actual NPR, or are we SNL sketch? You know, NPR? I'm really hoping, um, I'm really hoping the SNL sketch, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> we all, we all know what I'm going hoping for as well. <laughs> if, if you don't know that one, um, please don't look it up and blame it on us. No, um, I'm not going to say it. I could, I could quote some of it right now, but I'm not going to. Probably my favorite feedback that I got this week though, was from, uh, there was a couple of people in particular who had specifically asked, is there really enough stuff going on in Christian pop culture to, to do a show? Those same people this week, uh-huh. Sent me articles about John Christ. Yeah. So, oh, uh, so yeah. So yes, we are going to talk about John Christ. Uh, we we will we will deal with that later. I just want to go on the record first, and and just I, I need to make sure that Andrea backs me up on this. A couple weeks ago, when we were talking about pro, you know op- opportunities for mm-hmm. for show topics, we had brought up John Christ, and I said, mm-hmm. "Ooh, that's going to be a fun show because I don't think that he's funny." Do you remember this? I do remember this. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I'm on the record before any of this other stuff happened. That was that was almost a month ago, yeah, I think, when we yeah. were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we will talk we can talk about that later. Should you stop listening to him? Yes, for multiple reasons, but but probably the secondary reason is that he's just plain not funny. Um you can at me. That's fine. I'm at Sethford at all the things. S E T H F E R D. Go ahead. I'm 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 doing fine. So, um so we're going to do a little uh, a little segment. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you want to do this segment, but we're going to. This is a little segment called uh, Get Andrea Married. Have you got a boyfriend? Well, I, that, that, I, don't, I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> yeah, that's from Bridget Jones's diary. Yeah, I, I okay. wasn't I didn't know what sound he was going to drop in right there. And so I was kind of holding my breath waiting to hear. Have you got a boyfriend? That. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, um, you know, if uh, if bad dad is about, uh, you know, parenting and those types of things, it doesn't all have to be about you. But I mean, mm-hmm. there there is a, uh, a definite pop cultural um, experience that I don't have. And that's mm-hmm. that's dating in 2019. Right. When I met my wife, I didn't have a cell phone. So I mean, just <laughs> just 
And now you have to have a cell phone to date. Okay. And sometimes even then that doesn't help, but you can't date without a cell phone. So, so what is it like trying to date? Oh gosh, I'm just, I tried to go right past it, but I, I'm sorry. What is it like trying to date in 2019 as a, as a, as a Christian also? Like, um, well, let me say, first of all, I don't have a lot of experience dating in 2019 either. <laughs> You got the new job. You got other things going on. I mean, I get it. Um, yeah, That's, I. <laughs> I'm your friend. I want to blame those things for you. Thanks, I appreciate. Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, yeah. So dating as as a Christian, um, in in this culture, in this day and age, it's it's probably not hard for everybody. Um, I have found it to be a little more difficult. Um, if we can be kind of super honest, yeah. for a minute, um, online dating is. It for me, and I I can only speak for myself, obviously. But online dating can be really tough. It's um, for your your self esteem, for your ego. Mm. Um, I st- <laughs> so just a little background. I first tried some online dating um, probably eight years ago. Okay, and I found a Christian dating website called Christian Cafe. Um, it was suggested by. Uh, there's a website called boundless.org, which is a ministry of focus on the family. And um, it's geared towards young adults, singles, young marrieds, newlyweds, things like that. <clears throat> and they had recommended this dating website called Christian Cafe. So I, it was free. I thought I'd sign up. Um, it, <laughs> it was fine. I uh, matched <laughs> with a few people. Okay, let's just pause real quick. Yeah, let's just do Every that. guy that you, bought, that you matched with uh-huh. is super enthused that you just said, it it was fine. <laughs> well, it was. It was, it was just, just, just fine. fine. Just it was fine. Um, from from a very technical standpoint, the website itself was uh, not very aesthetically pleasing. Uh. They didn't. It didn't. Wasn't great. Um, also, there were the guys. <laughs> also, there were the guys, and some of them were not aesthetically pleasing either. Wow. Um, but no, I, so I just have to tell the story because I, um, matched with this guy and we started chatting, you know, online chat. And, uh, we were talking about where we were from. Cause I think I did like within 50 miles or something and sure. we were talking about growing up and I lived in Mississippi <laughs> for 10 years. I'm just, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out like, how is this car? Cause the last time I did online chatting, uh, there was an AOL dial up. Right. And you put in ASL, you mm-hmm. know, for age, sex, location, you know, you did the whole thing and you had no clue who you were talking to. Right. Okay. Yeah. It, this is very similar. <laughs> you had a profile. <laughs> You had a profile, and maybe they had a picture. Okay, um, but you were matched based on your profile. Um, well, very much like today, like you you have certain things that you you match on your location, your age, your what you're looking for, right. things like that. And so we were talking. I was talking to this guy, and we were talking about uh, where we grew up because I grew up in Mississippi. I lived there for ten years. Yeah. As a, I grew, moved there when I was ten. And um, I said, when I was 20, I moved back to the great state of Texas, and I was just happy to be here. I love Texas. This is where all my family is, et cetera. And I said something about, and it's the greatest state, you know, in the nation. That's how Texans feel, Uh, right? Okay, there, there, there are probably people listening outside of our state. Let's just, well, I mean, yeah. we would hope so. Um, and I'm you, sorry. You need to understand that Texas is the best country in the United States. It's so, it's so true. It's that, so true. It, it just is. It it's is. just a, 
it's just the culture of this state. And I was talking to someone from Texas or at least from this area, living in this area. Um, And he didn't agree with me. And he made some kind of comment about... um, Say it was Colorado. No, he he didn't say where he was from. He just said that you you shouldn't be proud of what state you live in as a Christian. Because the only citizenship that matters is your citizenship in heaven. Oh my gosh, he Jesus juked you. He did. And it's I a bad move. I didn't know how to respond. It's and so I move. just literally stopped talking to him, closed my computer. Ghost. And ghosted him. Yeah. I didn't know what ghosting was, but that's what that's I did. That's exactly what you did. That's fantastic. So okay. That was so, a few years ago. So here's a dating tip uh, for all you young young Christians out there. Or looking, maybe not so young or maybe, Christians. Or, I mean, single. Just if you're single, single and you want to date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Jesus juke is, uh, is rarely a strong move yeah. unless you know you're doing it in a joking manner. Right. Don't, don't pull a Jesus juke with... Mm-hmm. Do, I'm, I'm guessing everybody knows what a Jesus juke is. Um, probably, probably. You know, I mean, who, again, you know where it u- came from? Yeah, we're using Christianese, so go ahead. Yeah, but do you know? Do you know at least where I heard the term Jesus juke? I'm. Please say it's John Chris. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It so absolutely that, was. So I've never term, heard that term before. <laughs> that term has been around for a hot minute, a little bit longer than John Christ. So. Um, but, but I'm good. Okay. Well, let's, uh, thank you for that. And let's, I I hope that one day, um, you got a boyfriend will be, will be uh, a a good answer there. We'll see. So fingers crossed you guys. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Well, let's, uh, let's get into, uh, let's get into Kirk Franklin a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I want to know what your personal history is with Kirk. Tell, Tell me a little bit about, you know, have what, what kind of, when did you first hear him? When did he first kind of come on your radar? Have you ever met the guy? I mean, go. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I've not ever met Kirk Franklin. Um, I was thinking about it this week when we were talking about what we were going to discuss on our show today. And I started, I went back, went on a good old Spotify and pulled up some Kirk Franklin. And I, I don't know about you, but I was kind of transported a little bit. I um, had some some memories of some Kirk Franklin songs. Sure. Yeah, you got one queued up for me? Oh, I'm just a little metal, Melodies from Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you can keep going. Keep all going. right, all right. Um, so, yeah, I was first introduced to Kirk Franklin. I remember, like, thinking back, probably the end of, like, middle school, junior high, start of high school, which was a while ago. N- not as long as it was for you, but... <clears throat> um, Thank, thanks. I I've, think. Been, I've been practicing that all no, week. <laughs> it landed. You, it landed. you did great. You did great. It was good. Um, but yeah, so I was. I was you got probably... a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, thanks. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I was probably about uh, fourteen, I guess, when I uh, first started listening to Kirk Franklin, and um, I think. Do you have some stomp? Oh, queued up for me. I mean, for those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've got too <laughs> radical without messing. Can I tell you? Okay, let's just let's do it for a second. Yeah, let's do it. And if you don't know, now, now you know. I love. Okay, so you know how like in hip hop there's like diss albums and like you respond back to other people. That's how he starts this off. It's like it's a response to a to a diss album. For those of you who. Great. And this was recorded in uh, I think 
2007, maybe. Okay. It was when this, uh, when the God's Property, New Nation, all of that was coming on on the scene. Um, Kurt Franklin had already been in gospel music sure. for several years yeah. prior to that. Um, but yeah, so this was probably one of my first um, experiences with with his music, and um, this was very popular for. Christian dance teams. Yes. Come on. I think I heard this song at Fine Arts a lot. Of course. Um, and then uh, some other songs of his that uh, are some of my favorites. Hosanna. Oh, my goodness I can't gracious. hear the beginning of Hosanna without getting a little excited. Let me hear you, you make, make some, some Holy Ghost, Ghost crazy, crazy noise right now. now. Let me hear And by the way, you can't say that again. Everybody's be like, that guy doing Kirk. Every single time. Every, like, every time. I've been petitioning for uh, Bethesda's choir to do this song uh, pretty much as long as I've been here. So yeah. 15 years. Um, so Brent, if you're listening. There's no way he's listening. He's not listening. Um, Janice, if you're listening, tell Brent that we need to do this song. It's still relevant. Do him up like this. Do him up like this. Come on. Yes. So good. But yeah, so those are, those are some of my. Um... Hold on, hold on. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. We just got to get at least one hit in. Okay. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Um, so yeah, that's that's my experience. I've listened to Kirk Franklin off and on since then. But I mean, those are my obviously my most um, vivid memories sure. of his music. Because okay. that's when I was introduced to him. So, so for me, and you can tell me if you're you're the same way. That Stomp album, right? That was that that record right there was the first time that I understood that there was such a thing as a crossover artist. Mm-hmm. Like now, that's a phrase that we kind of throw around a lot. You know, I mean, Lauren Daigle's probably prime example, right? Yeah. Crossover artist with with um, you say. Um, before that, I mean, you had other bands like Striper, believe it or not, huge crossover <laughs> yes. artist, you know, you didn't have to be, uh, you didn't have to be, be a believer to, to dig Striper, but that stomp mm-hmm. record was, um, what was, was really kind of the first thing I was like, Oh wait, it might be okay to be cool and be a Christian. Right. Like there's, there's a, there's a way that, yeah. that this can actually happen. So that was really influential. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, of this song. Let me see if I can just kind of jump ahead a little bit to a little brighter day. Okay, wherever you're hearing this, if you're not bobbing your head back and forth, like I'm looking at Andrea, and we can't both like we're, we're we can't stop. We can't not move to the song. But my favorite thing about this is the intricacies of. Right? So. All right. Now, here's my question. This is a legit question. Legit question. Okay. You ever heard Kirk sing? No, he talks a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> he is He is <laughs> the best hype man I've, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there, uh, the video of him doing um, Love Theory, the... Uh, the 
the song that he won an award for mm-hmm. this this past year, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, is just him and a double-breasted red suit just running around the stage, yes. and it's like never once. So, you know, he gets a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of grief for being the guy that just does the a come on. Well, he got his start as a choir director. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. So, do you know when he started? Uh, it was around um, 1992. But do you know how old he was when no. he first directed his church's choir? Here's a little piece of trivia um, for you. Oh, I no, I don't know. How old was he? Tell 11 me. 11 years old. 11? <laughs> so my daughter is nine. You know, yeah. you know, Jill. Imagine her getting up in front of the adult choir. Oh, she could do it. Uh, well, she could for sure, but could she have the ear to make this kind of stuff happen? Yeah. No, um, he, he's he's super talented. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me. I'm gonna also just the way that he arranges stuff. Let me see if we can get a little silver and gold here. This song never stops. They just keep climbing. Eventually, there's no consonants. They're just screaming out that uh, their O's. It's phenomenal. I, I mean. It's just so good, so good, so good. Um, so that's kind of where I f- kind of fell in love with like Kirk's music was that idea of just that choir music, that mm-hmm. you know, that whole concept. Um, we sang some of his songs in, in choir in college. We actually right. we sang. Um, I don't know what's being said right now. I don't either. <laughs> the I hands looked, are raised. I looked for the lyrics this week. It's not there. I don't even know if the guy who's saying that knows what he's saying. No, there's no clue. All right. Also very popular with Christian dance teams. Very popular with Christian. Let's... Yes. So, all right. So, um, and he was very um, progressive. Yes. Very, very much ahead of the curve. It Absolutely. Felt like. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of fell into his like, okay, I'm in, all in on Kirk on his Rebirth album, the mm-hmm. Rebirth of Kirk yes. Franklin. That's, um, that's the one that had that had Hosanna. It had He Reigns. He um, it just just the, those types of things. Um, so Julie, my wife mm-hmm. actually spent her youth group years with, uh, one, with one of her best friends being someone who would eventually be in one in C. Oh. Kirk, Kirk Franklin presents one in C. Um, let me see if there's a good now one in C for those of you who don't know was like a, um, it was like a pop group that he, that, that, that Kirk made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you put, um, I don't know, who was who a girl pop group? It's like if you put um, Destiny's Child and 98 Degrees together. Yeah, there's I, I, I chose those correctly. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Absolutely. When I think of you, Father, my heart is filled with joy. I mean, kind of yeah, get to that chorus here if we can find it here. Cats, they want to keep it real now, but love is spiritual. I'm giving you knowledge because it's critical and lyrical. He kind of jumped in. So little, little, little one in C action. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that gentleman actually now is the worship pastor of the church that I grew up in. Isn't that weird? Just kind of how things happen. Yeah, that so is weird. I got to meet Kirk once. Okay. I was at a Starbucks down in Arlington. 
uh, doing just stuff for work. I travel for work and needed a mobile office. And I'm sitting there and I'm getting work done. And I look over and I go, that dude looks a lot like Kirk Franklin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, this, oh, this I wonder guy, if he's ever been told that before. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. And um, I could tell that he had just come from working out. Like, or he had been on a run. He might've run there to that, to that Starbucks, you know? And, um, but he had been sit. he was sitting there just kind of enjoying his time. And I'm thinking, you know, if it is Kirk Franklin, I don't want to bother him. Right. If it's not Kirk Franklin, I definitely don't want to bother him. (laughs) So, um, and I've, I've had a chance to meet a couple of celebrities through my life, you know, um, my favorite being Pauly Shore. I met Pauly Shore once. I'd asked if I could take a picture. He's like, yeah, just don't touch me, brah. I mean, it was just, it was the perfect Pauly Shore moment. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and it's like, sir, I'm sorry. Um, he was sitting down. Okay. okay so I was going to say how, y- yeah, you, okay. Very fair. Audrey just did this hand motion, like how how tall or how short was he? I'm six seven. I'm yeah, a large Seth, fellow. Seth's not a short guy. I I bear a striking resemblance to Sasquatch. I mean, <laughs> no shave November. Yeah, absolutely. Mountain man, look terrible. Thanks, babe. Um, and so he's sitting down, but even then, I could still sell, see this. This is a Zacchaeus size man. Right. And um and so he uh, I say you know sir I'm sorry. Are you Kirk Franklin? And he says, I am just, the, just like this ooh. voice. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> did you get shivers ooh. a little bit? And I said, uh, I said, Mr. Franklin, I'm not going to call him Kirk. No, well, I don't know this man. I cannot, I cannot do that. I said, I've been such a fan of yours for a long time. And he said, I don't have fans. I have friends. Oh, and I, I like said, that. well, in that case, you and I have been friends for a very long time. <laughs> Can I have your number? <laughs> You're like, we ain't that close. <laughs> no, 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 I did not ask for his number, but, um, but, uh, yeah. So I, I mean that, that was the time I was just, want, you know, thank you for your music, mm-hmm. minister, blah, blah, blah. And then the best thing to do in those situations, you, you quit while you're ahead. Oh, for sure. I wasn't even done working. I gathered all my stuff and I just walked out, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, just, just the nicest guy possible. Yeah. Um, he is, he is from Fort Worth. We'll probably talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but um, but yeah, so just that, that's the thing that what I realized was, um, if you are a fan of Kirk Franklin, he considers you a friend. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't big time me. He didn't do anything. I and mean, he was the nicest guy. Um, and, and that's something that I haven't seen in a lot of, uh, honestly, a lot of Christian culture, even, you know, cr- right. Christian celebrities sometimes can be the biggest jerks, Absolutely. um, AKA next week. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, you didn't. All right, so um, so let's kind of talk about what's what's going on and what's happening, shall we? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Give us give us a little rundown. You got that? Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, can I show you a video? Sure. Okay, I want to show you a video. Um, okay, don't look. All right. Do you want to describe what you're seeing? Um, well, right now, I am seeing... <laughs> okay. Well, there's um, Elmo. Oh. There's Ernie and Big Bird. 
His name's Grover. Grover, thank Grover. you. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, I was I'm, having a moment. No, you're okay. And like a four by four, yeah, like, like Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch style, yes. Okay. And and which one's Kirk? Um, Ernie? Ernie's Ernie is Kirk? Why? Who did this? I don't know. You didn't do this, did you? No. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... I mean, the puppet work is great. It is. I'm so not So what you're looking it. at is you're looking at Sesame Street puppets being singing melodies. Ernie is getting with it. Oh, yeah. He is. Okay, I got to jump ahead I, just a little bit. I need a little more from Elmo. I'm not going to lie. Oh. <laughs> Elmo's no. the Sopranos. Are we going to put this in the show notes this we week? We can. <laughs> we have to. You guys have to see this. You have to you have so, to experience it. This as is well. when we find out that Ernie is the soprano, Big Bird is the altos, and uh, Grover is your is your tenor. Your tenor, yeah. Oh, okay. And it just it says puppet ministry down in the, the just bottom. Min- oh my gosh. Left-hand corner. Which right. fun little fact about Andrea, I was a part of a puppet ministry that traveled actually. Ooh, that traveled. We traveled. When you said I was a part of a puppet ministry, my my initial response was weren't we all? <laughs> we probably were. All. Um yes. Yeah, but but no. Okay. That's, <laughs> That's <laughs> Of course you were. So, um <laughs> that video right. will be in the show notes for okay. yes, for absolutely. you all to experience. So here here's here's why we're here today. Kirk put out a video and I think the best thing to do is just to just to start the video and kind of go through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and let, let's just let's just listen to it. Today, I feel like quitting. I am heartbroken that I even have to share this with you. In 2016, I was blessed to win an award for best gospel artist at the Dove Awards. Many of you may not know the Dove Awards in comparison are the Christian Grammys, like the Stella Awards or the Gospel Grammys. Okay, so you're familiar with the Dove Awards. Yes. Okay, I think that's an accurate description, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I found the video of this 2016 speech. Okay. He recaps it way better than us trying to watch that video because he's lost his voice and it's just just a tough lesson. Mm -hmm. So... We're, we're, he he does a he does a fair and accurate job recapping 2016. Okay, for so long the terms Christian and gospel for many are code words for white and black, which history may teach us was a setup for this unfortunate place we find ourselves in today. During that award speech, I felt the responsibility as a Christian and a man of color to address the civil unrest at that time that was plaguing our country with the killings of Philando Castile and Walter Scott, just to name a few, by white police officers. And at the same time, the horrific killings of five Dallas police officers by an African-American. I called upon the audience to join me in remembering that as Christians, when we say nothing, we're saying something. After a standing ovation, we prayed and stood in unity for all the families affected by those tragedies. We all felt that moment that it was a shift in the climate of our separate worlds. Unfortunately, when that speech aired on the Christian network TBN, that part of my speech was edited out. All right. So here we hear the initial complaint. 2016, he wins best gospel, uh, best gospel artist. He, he's already said, hey, 
I'm talking about racial things. He says that gospel means in a lot of people, in a lot of people's minds, gospel means black Christian means white. Um, and I'm talking about racial things and those things were cut out of the speech. Right. Okay. So there's a little bit of, uh, what we, what we call heartburn Hmm. over this, right? Like it's, it never, it's never gone away. Okay. All right. Here we go. I made my disappointment and frustration known to the Double Wards Committee and to the Trinity Broadcasting Network. I never heard from TBN, and the Double Ward Committee promised to rectify the mistake so that it wouldn't happen again. In 2019, history repeated itself. I was humbled to win the same award, and during my speech, I brought attention to the murder of a Tatiana Jefferson in her home by a white police officer. I asked everyone in the audience and those viewing to join me in prayer for not only a Tatiana's family, including her eight-year-old nephew who witnessed the killing, but also for the family of the police officer. Last week, during the airing of the awards on the same network again, that part of my speech was edited out. Okay, so I'm going to pause right here. I think this would be a good time to actually hear what he said. Yes. Okay, all right, so here... Here is uh, the Dove Awards from 2019, okay? The Dove Award goes to? Let's see. We call him the GOAT, Kirk Franklin! (laughs) All right, they cut to Kirk Franklin. He stands up. Michael W. Smith is right behind him. All right, by the way, I'm going to, I got, I'm sorry. That song right there (laughs) is so good. I've been singing it all week. Um. You want me to ruin it for you? Brothers and sisters. What? You ready? I want to welcome you back to life. Long as I got that suit and tie, I'm going to love it. I mean, it is so JT's uh, Justin Timberlake suit and tie. Okay, sorry. So let, I'm on, <laughs> sorry. That's, I, I'm sorry if I ruined it for you, but now mm-hmm. you, everyone will hear both of those things together. Um, Okay, let me let me get to, to the edited section here of here we go. I am um I'm born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, and 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 we still live in Fort Worth, Texas. And this past weekend, a young twenty-eight-year-old lady, young girl by the name of Tatiana Jefferson was shot and killed in her home by a policeman. And I'm just asking that we send up prayers for her family and for his. And I'm asking that we send up prayers for that eight-year-old little boy that saw that tragedy. And we just lift them up. And I ask you to pray with us that we will just pray grace and mercy over their lives in the name of Christ our King. Thank you. Okay, so nothing... No, he he's not calling anybody out. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything bad about anybody. Let's just let's just pray for him, okay? All right, we're gonna pick back up to the Instagram post that he posted just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So now, after a meeting with the Double Wars Committee and representatives of TBN, I've made the decision after prayer consultation with my team and my pastor, Dr. Tony Evans, to not attend any events affiliated with or for the Double Wards. Gospel Music Association or TBN until tangible plans are put in place to protect and champion diversity, especially where people of color have contributed their gifts, talents, and finances to help build the viability of these institutions. 
Okay, what he just said. <clears throat> what do you think? Like, I mean, what what are your first initial reactions? Because what he just said is very specific. I mean, you can tell that this was all scripted. This is not off the cuff, right? He, mm-hmm. everything here is intentional. So, what are your thoughts on, on on all of this? Well, I think number one, my my first thought is how why did they feel the need to edit anything that he said at the Dove Awards? I'm listening to it and I'm going, there's nothing here that's Great question. controversial. Great that question. He was simply saying this is something that happened. So here's the answer. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Everybody gets edited at the Dove Awards. This is true. Because they it do. is a long time. Just Christ- like they do at the Grammys. Or- just like, well, the Grammys are usually live. This is something that's, it, it, it's a long thing. Christians can kind of, I mean, listen, I'm I'm prime example where anything but except Brevity just isn't my strong suit. Is that fair? Yeah. So, um, so there, people will go off the Dove Awards every year edits everybody's speech hmm. for time's sake because mm-hmm. it does have to go on the air. However, we are not just talking about anybody. We're talking about Kirk Franklin, the goat, the greatest of all time, the person <laughs> who really without him, I mean, you let me know, did you, know of any kind of gospel artist that really existed. I mean, there was maybe Alvin Slaughter. There were some people that, but, but as far as crossover artists, mm-hmm. we have what we have in gospel music today because of Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Do you know any other gospel artist that has their own station on Sirius XM? No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so if he says, Hey, this is an issue for me, maybe it should be an issue for everybody. And what he just said about people of color have contributed their gifts, Mm -hmm. uh, talents, and finances to help build the viability of these institutions. It's like, hey, you'll take our money, Mm -hmm. you'll take our talent, but you won't take our words. Yeah, I have a I have a quote here from an article that I that I read. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the armchair commentary. No, go ahead. Um, So this is an article that was written and the the headline of it caught my attention um, I think you'll understand why it says Kirk Franklin shows shows us why black folks need to be wary wary of multicultural multi-ethnic Christian spaces that caught my attention because Bethesda our church yeah. is um, multicultural that's uh, something that um, I believe and I think Seth you believe as well sure. God gave our pastor um, the dream of having a multicultural church and we didn't. He didn't know when Pastor Dan uh, got that from from the Lord. He didn't know what that was going to sure. look like. He just said, "Yes." <laughs> he said, "Yes, God, I'll do it." And now we um, have a church where we have multiple services and multiple languages. We have um, we have a Swahili. Mm-hmm. An African Swahili. We have an Af- a French African service. We have a Rwandan service, um, Burmese, and Spanish. Mm-hmm. So we have that multicultural thing. Yeah. So that headline kind of caught my attention. And I don't think that's what they're necessarily talking about right here is a church that has m- several cultures meeting within right. the the having each having their own service. And sure. we're not separated because we don't want to mix because we do have mix. Absolutely. We have our. It's because it's because we don't speak, speak Ken Rwandan. Right. We, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, Swahili. I don't speak that language. Right. And so, 
Um, so, so that makes, that makes sense. You know, so it's, it's always kind of discerning to me because I don't think that that's what Kirk is actually saying. I don't think that he's saying, Hey, what, what was the quote? What was the... Right. So this this article it later, that's so that's what they're saying. They're not talking about um, I and I, I may be assuming a little bit, but I don't believe that they're talking about having a church like that where we have multiple services in multiple languages. Right. Um, they're talking about a church that has like one service with m- several cultures in the service. And um, this quote says in white dominated churches our time, talent, resources, and genius are exploited as long as we go along to get along. But as soon as we step up and assert that we won't stand for being treated any old kind of way in these spaces, we are dismissed, ignored, and or discarded. And, and it goes I on. Mean, but that's hard to read. It's, it, it is hard to read because I'm a, this, is, this is my point of view, okay? It's not wrong. No. That's why it's so hard to read. And I listen, I know that nothing speaks better to race relations than two white people sitting in a room oh, in gosh. Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, but, you know, I, I did reach out to several of of my friends who are people of color and said, hey, I, I listen two white people really shouldn't be talking about this. Mm-hmm. And the response that I got back from every single one of them was no, two white people should be talking about this. Yeah. Because, um, well, you know, uh, let's let's finish um, let's finish playing Kirk's response, okay? And then and then we'll talk a little bit more about it, and so you'll understand why we have the boldness to actually talk about this. I am aware that the word boycott often has a negative connotation and finality to it, but my goal will forever be reconciliation as well as accountability. It is important for those in charge to be informed. Not only did they edit my speech, they edited the African-American experience. I'm not asking those in the gospel community to follow my decision. No, this is my personal choice to take a stand and hold responsible those in positions of power to acknowledge the issues in our separate communities that have existed from colonialism to Jim Crow. To many of the issues facing us today, I pray there will be a significant change from this hurtful experience. I look with anticipation for that day of healing, and I'm committed to contributing to that process. In the end, we will not remember the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And that's where the video ends. And that hit me when I saw that so much, because when I met this man, he told me, I don't have fans, I have friends. And so when a couple of white people who didn't know a hill of beans about gospel music until Kirk Franklin showed up, mm-hmm. and then we fell in love with not only Kirk, but also the music that he introduced to us, I wouldn't know about Donnie McClurkin if it wasn't for Kirk mm-hmm. Franklin. I wouldn't know about Ty Trippett. I wouldn't know about any of these people if it weren't for Kirk Franklin. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't know about Fred Hammond. We talked about Fred Hammond last Fred week. Hammond. I wouldn't know about him if it wasn't for Kirk. And because of that, I am not a fan of his. I'm a friend of his. And what does he say? It In the end, it's not about the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So, I mean, if you're out there and you've ever been a fan of Kirk Franklin, he's calling you out. Mm-hmm. Don't be silent about this. Understand that people of color need allies in white America. 
They need people who are willing to stand up and say, this isn't right. And one of the reasons why we, my wife and I chose to come to this church in the first place is because when we got here, we looked around and we saw, oh, this is already multicultural. Mm -hmm. This is not a bunch of Q-tips sitting, sitting out there. It's not just a bunch of white folk. There's, there, there's, there's Hispanic people here. There are uh, African-American people here. There are Africans mm -hmm. here. I wanted to, you know, um, that's why I said that di in right. a different way. <laughs> and so, um, so much so that my kids are in Sunday school with predominant, like my, my kids being Caucasian, half, half white, half Hispanic, very Caucasian. They, I mean, listen, they're, they're white, <laughs> um, but they're the minority in their Sunday school classes. Right. I mean, yeah. To the point, like over the summer, I was like, uh, you know, my, we're, we're out in the pool and I was like, son, you're getting dark. You've been out here back. <laughs> and, he, and he looks at his skin and he goes, maybe I'll get dark skin like my friend Caleb. Mm -hmm. He, he did, like if I said the words, oh, they're black, it would take my kids a moment to process what I meant by that. Just because it's just not language that we use. It's not language that they hear. It's just, oh, their skin's a different color than mine. Right. You know, just like their hair's a different color, color than mine. Just like their clothes are different than mine. Just like their eyes, you know, their voice is different. They they have different skills. That guy's really good at, um, that guy's really good at singing. And I'm really good at this. And I'm really good at that. And they're really good at this. And like, it's just differences. Right. And our problems become, and I'm sorry if I'm sound like I'm preaching, you can always cut me off, Go for please it. No. do, is when our preferences then become our prejudices. Mm. And, and I think that um, in white America, we just need to be able to stand up and say, I may have a different preference from you. I, I, that's okay. Yeah. But I won't allow that, that preference to become a prejudice. I still love you. You have a place here. And, and me and white America, I'm going to be a friend who actually says something. Right. I think that's good. So, I mean, you know, the point of this isn't, you know, we're supposed to sit here and have a good time, but, uh, <laughs> and we do. Yeah, I think so. I think we've had it, had it plenty of laughs, but I also think that it's important for us just to take the time to, um, in all, in all reality, just to take the time to, to sit here and, and be in the moment of uncomfortability. Right. Well, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Seth, but I think when we first started talking about doing this, uh, this podcast, doing these shows, um, in my mind, I thought it was going to be a lot of fun and giggles and yeah. laughing and, and, it is. and it is, and we do have a good time. But the, the truth is, if we're going to talk about what's happening in Christian pop culture, yeah. Then we're going to talk about what's happening in Christian pop culture. Well, it means we also have a responsibility, exactly, to to to, to, to actually mention something about right. it, right? And we don't we don't want to uh, ever come across like we're trying to sweep something under the rug or that we're glossing over anything. Right. Um, and you know, you you might hear a conversation on this show. Um, or a topic that makes you a little uncomfortable. Sure. And you know what? That's okay. And you're also allowed to disagree with us. Absolutely. And I and disagree with Seth sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but this show is a safe place. It like is. you said at the kind of at the beginning, at the very this is a safe place where we can have those differences and we can have differences and in, in, in opinions and thoughts. And that doesn't mean that um, that I don't love you any less and it doesn't mean that you're that you're not still in a safe place with me. Right. Exactly. So um you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Back in 2016, when everything was going on and mm -hmm. the the um, 
race relations in America were really, really tight. Um, one of my friends, a, a person of color who lives in New York, had posted some things. And I had reached out to him like, hey, man, I've always got your back. You know, I, I support you. And he freaking called me out. I've looked all through your your thread. You have never once shown any support for any person of color. I've looked through your entire Facebook history and never once have you verbalized anything publicly. And you're doing it privately, but you need to do it publicly. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And immediately I was like, I have to put this out there. Right. That that with me, you're you're in a safe place. Um, okay, let let's end this part of the topic of conversation, um, the, probably the best way that we can and uh, believe it or not with a prayer. Can we do that? Absolutely. All right, here we go. So father God, where we're standing right now, father God, I pray that our families will come together right now. White artists, black artists, Hispanic artists, wherever we are, we hold the torch of your name, Jesus. And father, forgive us when we're silent. Forgive us when we're afraid. Forgive us when we don't even know what to say. But if my people who are called by my name would humble ourselves and pray and seek your face, you will forgive our sins and you will heal our incredible land. In the name of the only Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. All right. And that was the prayer that he prayed back in 2016. So, all right. How, how do you feel? You still feeling okay? Yeah. No, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I okay. think we're good. All right, I'm everybody. Glad, I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah. Well, yeah. We can. We can. You know. We might skip a week before we start talking about other bad things. <laughs> we might do a fun show. Uh, might, all fun show. Next all, week. all fun show next week, and, and kind of go from there. But um, until then, um, you know, there there's a phrase, and this will also help with that whole pre, you know preference prejudices thing. Is the phrase maybe that's not for me. Right. Um, it's just a, it's a simple phrase. Maybe it's not for me. This, I learned this phrase a long time ago. There was a preacher and he was going and, and what he was, pre- it was he was spitting fire. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Everybody in the, the room is jumping up and down. And it just, I mean, it was like a wet sock on my shoulder. <laughs> and I thought, you know, maybe this just isn't for me. And that, that phrase, listen, that's it. That we'll give that to everybody. But, um, That'll that'll get you out of some some jams. What what about you, Andrea? Is there anything that's gone on this week that's you're like, nah, maybe that's not for me. Well, if if I can, I'm gonna take a little. Um, it, this is not specific to oh. Christian pop culture. Absolutely, mine right. is not either. My my okay. not for me this week is not okay, Christian good. pop culture at all. Yeah, I have been seeing in my Facebook feed <laughs> an ad. And I don't understand why it keeps showing up because I've never clicked on it. I know why. Go ahead. I don't. <laughs> you don't know what the ad is. You're going to be surprised. Um, I just showed up again called Face Socks. <laughs> <laughs> and literally it says any face on socks. And for some oh, reason no. they pick the this old man's face. And it anyway, it maybe it's just not for me. I, and <laughs> it keeps showing up in my Facebook feed. And I'm I'm. I'm tired of it. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. So my, my maybe not for me is, um, is something that was for me for a very short period and, and now is no longer for me. Gotcha. <laughs> it is ending every single post with 
Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh my God. I'm just, guys, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm over it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just over it. Which, uh, which actually brings us to our, our weekly uh, Babylon Beehive. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! <laughs> um, um, that's from Wicker Man. That's yes. Nick Cage. Okay, just case. Um, this one says, ABC ask viewers to send in evidence on Epstein so that they can destroy it all and then murder you. <laughs> So I think, I mean, if, if the bee is talking about it, they're probably over it too. They're probably tired of it at this point too. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think we've, we've kind of hit everything that we needed to. Um, let's, uh, let's get out on a song. What would you, I'm going to let you pick what song do you want to, I mean, can you, can you skip to on Hosanna? Cause it's just my favorite. Uh huh. Find the skip in a little bit. Let's just skip, listen. Just skip in a little skip bit. Skip Yes. Yes, it's so good. All right. So then we'll end, as we always do, on uh, honest feedback from anonymous pastors. Uh, we got another one in this week that said, um, also, don't tell your pastor bad news right before he goes on stage. <laughs> um, he's trying to bring the glory, and, and he doesn't want to know about your gout. So you can tell them that after. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks you guys for sticking with us. Um, it's been a great show. Uh, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this has been Dropping Sunday. Okay. I want to show you one other thing. <laughs> this is one of, um, this is one of my favorite. One of my favorite songs, okay? Hold on. Um, I'll listen to it, but I need to know what the song's about. Okay? The song is about heaven, all right? I'm sorry, what's the song about? Houston, I said the song is about heaven. I'm sorry, what was that one more time? I said the song is about heaven. Okay, cool. Wait, where am I right now? No, no, seriously, where am I? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, where am I? Okay, that's it. I'm just going to leave. I'm out.